0: Everyone had a wonderful July Fourth, and this is in an, an honor of that. We're going to do episode 104. I don't know what that has to do with each other, except the number four, but it sounds cool.
1: That was really good. <laughs> so, way to make a great connection there, Trent. Yeah.
0: Well, we're connecting faith to life, so that's what it's man, about. You're full
1: of it, man. You got all kinds of connections.
0: Yeah, there you go. Anyway, thank you for coming and being a part today. Just uh, as always, we want you to invite your friends, your family, your coworkers, whoever you'd like to to come join us at uh, Connecting Faith to Life. And you might want to do that through Facebook, Twitter, text, however you get your uh, information out. Or uh, send be sure them a letter that. in the mail. Send them a snail. Actually, that would make great impact. If you would send them a snail mail letter, they would love it. They would. So, uh Anyway, and, you know, because we're on all the time, it doesn't matter when but it, it gets there. But it
1: costs you $17 to send a letter these yes, days. Yes, it's getting you know very that? expensive.
0: Mm. Getting very expensive. Man. But anyway, so help us stretch out our reach, even if it means sending a letter. If that's what it takes, <laughs> that's what it takes. Uh, but anyway, people want to You remember to the know. Pony
1: Express, don't you, Trey? You used I, to get me delivered by the Pony Express, didn't you?
0: I wish I could. Da- you know what I figured out yesterday, though? Okay, I turned 61 yesterday. yesterday. Happy
1: birthday, happy birthday. Yeah,
0: uh, 61 yesterday, 61 years before I was born was
1: 1899. You are so old. I don't know. You are so old. That number just said, I know my wife is going to fuss at me for calling you old again, but man, you are old. I went, man,
0: that's a long, you know, wow. I can remember easily 60. Well, I think I can, but. Anyway, I remember the 60s. Let me put re- it that way. I do <laughs> you had remember a good the birthday, 60s.
1: You had a good birthday feeling good? I did. I have You a, did nothing on your birthday.
0: Yeah, well, I sat there and let my wife cook me the most delicious coconut cake ever. Nice. And, I, nice. and that was wonderful. I cooked ribs, which I love to do. So I did I had a few things, but things I like to do only. So okay. uh, she mm-hmm. took good care of me. My mom and dad came over last night. We had a good time. So shout well, out to birthday. mom and dad. Happy so.
1: birthday. Happy birthday. Well, thank you, brother. Glad you made it this far. Well, um, but 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 it's sad though, isn't it? I mean, to think you're 61 years old, you don't have 61 more years,
0: <sighs> brother. <laughs> when I get like, up in the I mean, morning, I'm, I'm shocked.
1: I, I think I can double my life, but yeah, you I know can't you double can't. yours. Yeah,
0: I, listen, I, I'm just glad I'm alive. Every morning <laughs> I get up, I say, Lord, thank you for another right? day, because uh, I'm shocked when I wake up. I'm shocked. Wow, I'm still alive. Well, I'm very
1: thankful that you're alive. Yeah, wow, we're well, going. Hopefully, you will get at least another 40 more. Make it to 100. <laughs>
0: That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. I'm already the longest living dissected aorta patient in the world, so we'll see how the rest of that flows.
1: You are uh, a very unique individual. I <laughs> a am. A world record holder.
0: A world record holder. I should awesome. be in the Guinness Book of World Records somewhere. Well, today we're going to be talking about a topic that, uh, as of recent especially, has been just on, on the front burner of a lot of things going on, not only in our convention but also in the news, and that is women in ministry. And I think women in ministry – has always had great impact in our church. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's just come up, yeah. although we, we tend to make it more important because of everything that's going on in our culture right now. But uh, everybody from when I was in Swaziland, the missionary in Swaziland was a lady named Malamo. And she actually was able to lead the King of Swaziland to Christ. Mm. And so her impact, she was a Nazarene missionary and her impact in Swaziland has had generational yeah. uh, impact. Yeah. So, uh, what I think uh, we want to do today is talk about how does God use women in ministry to this day just as he did from the from the time of yeah. Jesus on. So yeah. I yeah. think this is going to be a good one that we can uh, just really uh, sink some teeth into and try yeah, to figure so out how God ago, works.
1: A couple weeks ago, we, we did a podcast on critical race mm-hmm. theory. So we figured, why not just stay with the controversial stuff and <laughs> do another controversial episode and talk about women in ministry? Because, I mean, this, this yeah. has been... Uh, It it seems like an issue that always comes back up.
0: Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. uh,
1: Especially in in Baptist life. And if you've been listening, you know, um, a few weeks ago, I went to the Southern Baptist Convention and this was an issue there Mm -hmm. because uh, I guess it was about a month or so ago, maybe a little longer than that. One of our largest Southern Baptist churches, a Saddleback Church in California, pastor there, many of you have probably heard his name before, Rick Warren, Mm -hmm. uh, their church ordained um, several women mm-hmm. into pastoral ministry mm-hmm. And so you know, as Baptist, we we have a, uh, a statement of faith that, that Baptist churches we agree to. It's called the Baptist Faith and message. Right. You can go to the Baptist, uh, Southern Baptist website, website Sbc.net and you can find that Baptist Faith and message. And in that statement of faith, there is a section that talks about women in ministry, and particularly women in the pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that it's one of our convictions as Baptist uh, that uh, that women uh, should not hold the office of, of pastor. Mm-hmm. and there's scriptural reasons why we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, so so that's kind of been the controversy uh, and that comes up every now and then. you know what what do we do with with um, with this particular issue? How do we walk through this issue of, women in the role of pastoral ministry, and so we know talking about this is kind of a sensitive issue, we want to to talk about with some sensitivity, uh, but we do want to be clear on what the Bible says about this particular issue.
0: And I do want to say we have always ordained women, but it was to women's ministry. For instance, if someone was a chaplain in the prison system, they have to be ordained, and our women are ministry they have done that. The North American mission board has done that for years. Okay. Uh, and even in the military, same, okay. same situation. Okay. So, but it, but it's not in the pastoral, if that makes sense. It's not in the, it's not pastoral over pastor men over and those types of church. Yes. Over church. It's, it's the much, office
1: of pastor in a local mm-hmm. church, leading a local church. That's what we're specifically talking about. That we're, office of leadership in a local church.
0: And which the difference is that we face now is that, uh, basically when Rick Warren did, this is one of our, you know, one of our lead churches in the mm-hmm. convention, he was saying, no, I, I think they should be pastors in a church over men, uh, yeah. spiritual, uh, spiritually leading yeah, men. I, right. And that, I, I don't, that, that's yeah. kind of the difference. That I don't I know see. all
1: the details of what took place there and back and, and why, and, the howls and all that i just know it came up at the convention as an issue and i mm-hmm. thought it'd be interesting to talk about it because sure. i think for those of us listening we might be wondering maybe this is an, because here's the reality right that that we are a southern baptist church and we uh this has kind of been our practice but maybe you're listening um and you're part of a different denomination uh where where it's common mm-hmm. for your church to have um, a woman serving as a lead pastor mm-hmm. in in some of our non-denominational churches, or maybe uh, some of the Methodist churches, you you see that you see women serving as as a lead pastor, uh, and so so I want you to understand that for us, we, we've talked about this before. when We talk about theology. There are primary theological issues. There are secondary theological issues. There are tertiary theological issues, and what we mean by that is is those primary theological issues are those issues that that. We say these are are essential for salvation, right? Yes. That Jesus died on the cross and rose again; he resurrected bodily. That's that's a primary theological issue. Right. That he was born of a virgin. That's a primary theological issue. These are primary theological issues, and then there are secondary theological issues. Now, I I, I do believe that this is a secondary theological issue. Mm-hmm. In other words, while while we might disagree with that church that chooses to have. Uh, women in that role of lead pastor. We might disagree with that theologically. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't mean that that church is not a Christian church mm-hmm. or that those believers there are are not followers of Jesus. It means just we have a theological disagreement mm-hmm. on that particular issue, but that does not disqualify, Anybody from salvation,
0: you see, what I'm saying. It would be the same level, I think. And help me here, uh, as maybe uh, the way we bapt, the mode of baptism. Correct. Not baptism itself, but the mode Correct. of baptism.
1: Correct. Baptizing or sprinkling infants yeah. versus believers' baptism, which we practice in in our church. So this is this is um, a secondary issue, and what that means is a secondary issue is is that we disagree enough about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, that we probably can't fellowship in the same church over this.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is probably. That that,
1: that, um, because of my convictions about Scripture, I'm probably not going to be in a church where there is a woman serving as a lead pastor. Mm -hmm. Because of my convictions about Scripture, I'm I'm probably not going to be at a church where, uh, they practice infant baptism because of my convictions about Scripture. Doesn't mean that that church is not uh, following Jesus. As far as uh, those are, those are certainly believers in Jesus Christ. But we we do differ on this theological position. We mm-hmm. differ in our understanding of what Scripture teaches about this particular position. So there you have it.
0: Yeah, I think that's and that's why it's to make that distinction. Yeah, because what we don't want to do is is, is somehow block out. Uh, of people that are followers of Christ but have a total different opinion on this issue right um, but we are Baptist we <laughs> you know we, we are different than um, uh, the rest of uh, Christendom I mean we are and yeah. uh, so this is one of those things yeah
1: and so we do we, we we believe these things Not. it's not like we were sitting in a room someday and said you know what it'd be a good idea if just men were pastors or <laughs> we be just you know that's not, that's not how it happened yeah these yeah. are, these are uh, theological positions that we hold based on our understanding of scripture and we hold these theological understand uh convictions because uh, we believe that this is what the bible teaches right so mm. uh you know um yeah okay so well, let's just dive into
0: it all right so four reasons uh that we asked the question can women preach in the local so church yeah four
1: we're gonna look at these four, four, say four say statements, that? Here statements here today okay. that, that's gonna help us to understand uh the role of women in, in local ministry okay number
0: one Men and women are created with equal value in the eyes of God.
1: So before we even get into the issue of can women be in the role of lead pastor in a local church or can women preach uh, on a Sunday morning on a stage, we, we need to just get back to the very basics, mm-hmm. right, where we get back to Genesis chapter 1 and just understand that this issue is not at all an issue of value. We, we are not saying at all when we say that uh, the role of pastor in a local church is uh, reserved for uh, men, we're not saying at all that men are more valuable than women. And I'm, I'm sure that most of you listening, you understand that. Uh, we, we know based on scripture that that all people, male, female, um, are equal in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. So male, female, in fact, you know, Paul says this in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, there is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen we are all valuable in the eyes of God and in, in, in Genesis 1 right we, we read that that everyone male and female were all made in the image of God we all have value mm. in the eyes of God and so again when we begin talking about this issue it's not an issue of val, yeah. value that that men are more valuable than women, uh, or even that men are more gifted than women. That oh. is certainly not the case. That's not what Scripture is is telling us. Uh, we're going to see though, as we walk through Scripture in just a moment, uh, that that uh, it's not an issue of value, but it is an issue of role that mm-hmm. God has just created us with with different responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that's so, a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So so we just need to understand from the outset that men and women certainly are created. With equal value in the eyes of God.
0: So we are created equal, but number two, men and women are equally valuable god's kingdom yeah, work so
1: we're, we're created with equal value value and, and and both men and women have equal value in god's kingdom work mm-hmm. uh, god's church needs Amen. good godly men leading and god's church Amen. needs good godly women leading as well it's just the ways That's that right. we lead are a bit different and so you can walk through scripture and scripture it just gives us a. Uh, a number of instances of women being used by God in mighty ways. You go all the way back to the old Testament and you think about, uh, for example, uh, in the book of, of, um, judges, Mm. God uses a very interesting woman by the name of Rahab, Mm uh, to, to, um, you know, bring about his plan in Jericho, as she hides those spies, and, and she eventually is converted to faith in God. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's an incredible story of how God uses this not only a woman, but, but a prostitute. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a very powerful story. Then you have uh, the uh, book, that was the book of Joshua. Did I say Judges? Yeah. I am going to say yeah. Joshua. Book of Joshua, that story. Then you have the book of Judges, yeah. the story of Deborah, oh, you know, boy. the, yeah, the, what the a female story. judge. That's a powerful story as well.
0: Her husband said, I ain't going.
1: Right, right? And so, well, it was Brock, <laughs> so, right? So, yeah. yeah. So you had this that's that story, and then you had have the story of Ruth.
0: Yeah. And just wow. another
1: story of a Definitely. God using this woman, uh, who, who, when you get to Matthew one, who's in the lineage of Jesus, you have the story of Hannah, you know, giving up her son, uh, Samuel, uh, you know, and so you have all these Esther. I mean, there's, I mean, you think, think about the leadership wow. that she exerts, uh, to, to, um, to save her people, her people are on the verge of annihilation, mm. and and God uses her, right? Remember the, the famous passage in the book of oh, Esther yeah. for such, a time, for such this. a time as this. And so you see in the Old Testament these examples of how God uses women in very powerful ways to even deliver His own people. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is huge, right? And then you you get into the New Testament and you again see examples of God using women in very powerful ways. I mean you have Mary, the mother of Jesus, of obviously. This this woman that God chooses to uh, be the, 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 mother of his son on earth. I mean, that's, that's, that's powerful and how God uses Mary and how Mary is there throughout the life of Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and she's there at the cross when her son dies. She's, she's there at the tomb, uh, when on that resurrection Sunday, I mean, so you have you her story, you have, uh, you think about Mary and Martha and how, you know, they have this Intimate friendship mm-hmm. with Jesus and yeah. how, you know, Mary, Martha and Lazarus, their brother, they have Jesus in their home. And so you have these two women that, that they're talked about. You have um, the resurrection we just talked about briefly. Um, the, the first people to witness the resurrected Lord were, were women,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is huge.
0: It's huge in that in that culture in that and day. That, that, that was day. not even you, They couldn't even be used to testify in a court of law. Yeah, yeah. And yet yeah. God says, "No, these are who's yeah. going to be the first people."
1: Yeah, the first people to, to witness the resurrection were women. And you have you have Powerful. you know other stories. You have, um, don't have time to get in all these, but Priscilla. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, the, the first uh, convert, convert yeah. in in Philippi was Lydia of. Thyatira, mm-hmm. uh, she was a wealthy woman, uh, and, and it might have been, you, you get to the book, and this is really interesting, you get to the book of Revelation, and in Revelation, you have um, you know, the, the seven churches, yeah, yeah. and you have the church of Thyatira. Wow! It might now we don't know because Paul didn't go to Thyatira and plant a church. It might be that Lydia, who was from Thyatira, who was converted to faith in Jesus in Philippi. Mm-hmm. It might be that she went back to Thyatira and is influential in the starting of the church. We don't know that for sure, mm-hmm. but but maybe that God used her in her own hometown to be instrumental in the gospel going forward in Thyatira. So that eventually, a church yeah. is birthed in that area. All that to say, when you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, you see lots of examples of God using men. And God using women to accomplish his purpose. And so so one, men and women have equal value, but also men and women are equally valuable to God's kingdom work. When it comes to spiritual gifting, mm-hmm. men and women both are spiritually gifted. Of course, Absolutely. Yes. And you think about even when you think about that role of pastor, mm-hmm. when you read the qualifications of a pastor, one of the qualifications of, of being a pastor is the ability to teach. Mm. Spiritual uh, teaching is a spiritual gift. Yes. And, and I would say, and I would say this wholeheartedly, that, that women, there are women just like there are men that are given the spiritual gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. Now, how they use that gift is different than, than how a lead pastor in a local church uses it. But there are women who have been given the gift of and you know that. We all know that. We know that in our own church. I was we, we say, we see have that. those, those we people see in, those our in our church. We those people in our church yeah. and have that spiritual gift of teaching and how they use it, mm-hmm. even in our faith family, to, um, to to train and equip and to teach the word. And you, you think about how, you know, um, Paul tells Titus, I mean, men, yeah, as, 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 as women grow in their faith in Jesus Christ, the older women should, what should mentor the younger, women. Right. they should teach, mm-hmm. you know, and pass on. And he says the same thing to men, that the older men should teach mm-hmm. the younger men. And so, so, you know, even that, that spiritual gift of teaching, God gives that gift to, to, to select women in the local church for them to use that, to, to educate uh, people in the, uh, the truth of Scripture. And so, you know, again, when all people are valuable in the eyes of God, and men and women both uh, are equally valuable to God's kingdom work. You think about, and I, I don't want to, we got to get on a little bit, but, but let's think about this. You think about uh, Paul, who mm-hmm. writes to Timothy, and when Paul writes to Timothy, he talks about, in first, or excuse me, second Timothy, he talks about the influence that Timothy's mother right. and grandmother had over him and how God used those two women in Timothy's life. That's right. Right. I think about my own story and, mm. and I have told my story before you've heard my story, Trey about how influential my grandmother was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, 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 my um, grandmother was very faithful to the Lord and very faithful to her local church. And, and she had a profound impact on her children and her grandchildren for the sake of Christ. My grandfather was, was a, a great man, but he did not live as faithfully before the, Lord as my grandmother did. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, you know, as a young child, just the influence that my grandmother had on me uh, and my family. And so, you know, we can all give testimony to the valuable role that godly women have played in our lives. In fact, there are people listening to this podcast today who would say, the reason why I'm a follower of Jesus today is because years ago, I had a, a mother or a grandmother yeah. who prayed for me That's right. day in and day out, and God answered their prayers. And I came to faith in Jesus Christ. And now I'm faithfully serving Him. I'm testimony we can all to that myself. we can probably all give testimony to how God has used some godly women in our lives to 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 get us to where we are today. Amen.
0: And even our own convention. If it wasn't for the WMU, we yeah, wouldn't have we yeah, wouldn't yeah. have much of a, you think a about far mission awareness
1: yeah. for years. The Women's Missionary Union. Uh, I think they call it something different now. But but my wife, man, she was. Huge. She, I mean, you, she can tell you all kinds of stories about uh, her role in mm-hmm. the WMU, and you think about things like act oh, yeah and some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. But if you if you, been, if you grew up in a Baptist church, you <laughs> yeah, know exactly know. What I'm talking about. We know about act and GAs and RAs. All those things grew out of the Women's Missionary That's Union, right. and their whole goal was to educate the church and what God was doing around the world. And and man, we have a lot for you know a, a large. Uh, part of our church, we have a, a good awareness of missions because of um, women who have educated us and what God is doing around the world. Amen. So again, not for a moment do we want to downplay the significance of, of godly women in the local church Amen. and how God uses both men and women.
0: So they're equal, uh, they have equal value in the eyes of God, equally valuable in God's kingdom work, but also... Um, we got to we got to kind of drop back a little bit because we do need to say this. Number three, men are charged by God to be the spiritual leaders in the okay, home. Okay,
1: now but here's where we get to the the issue, right? Can women serve as lead pastors or as pastors, mm-hmm. not just lead pastors, but serve as as elders, if you will, leading over a local congregation? So so we have to stop and think about, okay, what's God's design? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when we know, when, when we look at the Bible, especially when you look at those, those famous passages on marriage, Mm -hmm. like Ephesians chapter five, it's very clear from that passage that, that, that while men and women are created equally and are equally valued by God, equally loved by God, equally used by God for his kingdom work, uh, Men and women are created to complement each other. Uh, in, in, in theological terms, we call this complementarianism, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, yes, men and women are, are equal and, and valuable in the eyes of God, but God has created us for mm-hmm. different roles, and we can see that in marriage, Marriage sure. is a perfect example of that. Paul says in Ephesians chapter five that, uh, that, that, that men are to be the spiritual leaders in the home mm-hmm. and, and men are to love their wives as Christ loves a church and, and women are to submit to that spiritual leadership mm-hmm. in the home and, and follow the spiritually their husbands. And, um, just as the the church submits to Jesus Christ. And so, so again, what you see in the home is you see these complementary roles, again, mm-hmm. equal value, um, equally loved by God, but different in, in roles mm-hmm. in, in God's design. God has called the man. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and Paul's going to say this when he gets the first Timothy chapter two, and he speaks specifically about uh, women in, in, in their role in the church. He's going to say that Adam was created first, mm-hmm. Right, it doesn't mean Adam was more important. It doesn't mean Adam was more significant than Eve. It's just this this idea that 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 there's this idea of headship mm-hmm. that that uh, that the, the man is supposed to be the leader in the home, just as Christ leads over His church. The man leads over his home spiritually, and 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 the woman she recognizes that leadership and she submits mm-hmm. to that leadership to that godly leadership. That that's God's design. It's complementary roles. Right. Um, again, we we know in the home that that mama. Mama does a lot of leading to, uh-huh. right? She's leading her kids to understand Christ. She's leading her kids to, uh, to to be disciples of Jesus. But we also understand that in a home. I mean, you no, know, that the that, that way God's designed it is... Mm-hmm that at the end of the day, it's the husband that is held accountable by God to be that spiritual leader in the home. That's the way it works.
0: Even in a practical way, if you reach the man in the family, from what I understand, the numbers are you're going to reach the family by 90%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank God for reaching yeah. women, but the women, it's a much lower it, it, number. Yeah, 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 that's that's, that's you know, right, Trey. And, so, and you, it's, so you you see even in the, a cultural understanding and how people live, even in a family, that a husband... Yeah has great impact on that family
1: yeah that uh, statistics bear this out over and over again when when uh when a man is reached with the gospel of jesus christ mm-hmm. uh and he begins to live faithfully before god mm-hmm. more likely than not the entire family follows mm-hmm. that's just the way it works and so so there is it's just practically speaking mm-hmm. you can see it you can observe it you can see example after example when there's a godly man leading a godly family follows. Amen. Just the way it works, right? And right. so, so just understanding that this is the way. Again, this is just scripture. Mm-hmm. Read Ephesians chapter five for yourself. Read First Peter chapter three. This is the way that God has designed it. God has has designed it in such a way that that men are to be the spiritual leaders in their homes, and that leads us to this this number, final statement. Number
0: four. Qualified men are charged to be the spiritual leaders of the church, and the elders are charged with the public preaching of the Bible.
1: Okay, so so think about, again, the home. In God's design, God has called men to be the spiritual leaders of the home. Mm-hmm. And so then it would make sense... That for God's church, which is the family of God and the household of and God. the household yep. of God, that, that, that what you see in the home would in a sense be a duplicated in the local church. Mm-hmm. That just as God has called men to lead in the home, God has called men to lead in the local church. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, yeah. and so so uh, it, specifically in the role of of pastor elder, this is what we're talking about. When you read uh, First Timothy and when you read Titus and you you read about the qualifications uh, for uh, elder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, Paul addresses men. Yes, he addresses men. In fact, you know this, Trey. I have a PhD in preaching. As mm-hmm. a so part of my PhD in preaching is is we um we spend a lot of time when I was going through the PhD program, studying church history and the history of preaching. And when you look throughout church history, it, it is it is men who are leading the church, and it's men who are uh, the the in the role of pastor. You you don't see throughout church history mm-hmm. many examples. You see some, but just not many examples of of females preaching in in the role of pastor. You just don't you just don't see that very often, uh, because throughout church history, it's been our understanding yeah. that that the way that God has designed the church is God has designed the church in such a way that that men are to be the the elders, the spiritual leaders. Mm-hmm. Over over the church. there just be the spiritual leaders in the home and there be spirit. But now, not just any man, obviously called men, yeah. qualified men, but those called and qualified men, they're the ones to be the uh, leaders over the church. Now we need to read a passage of scripture and I, I know we're going to run out of time with the podcast. So let me uh, work us through this, but, but the, the, um, the text that we often go to when we talk about this issue is, um, first Timothy chapter two. All right. So first Timothy chapter two, verse 11. And I know that if you're hearing these verses and if these are the first time you've heard these verses, it, it, it sound kind of, you know, bold, but listen to what, what Paul says. <laughs> yeah, a do. woman is to learn quietly with full submission. I do not allow a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. Instead, she has remained quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and transgressed. But she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness uh, with good sense. Now, I, I know there's a lot there, and we don't have a lot of time to really dive into this passage in great detail. But right after this passage is when Paul is going to start talking about the role of pastor and mm-hmm. those qualifications. But before he talks about it, he says, okay, here's the deal. Men. Men are the ones who are to be the ones teaching mm. uh, over the local congregation mm. in the in the role of, of pastor the 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 one who is uh, for lack of better terms on the stage week in and week out presenting the word of God and that kind of on the platform teaching that is is the role of a qualified called man uh,
0: yeah and, and let me say this too not all men are qual not all men are qualified no, no, just because you're no, a man no, doesn't no, mean no, that you go no, to the top
1: absolutely absolutely I, I yeah be clear yeah that. yeah and, and you know that's just it's just reality yeah and um, so again. It's, it's not a matter, again, of, of a woman being less valuable or a woman not being uh, um, gifted mm. spiritually. It's a role of, I believe, complementarianism, that Amen. God has um, established certain roles in the church, and and God has said, okay, women are... are valuable to the church in these ways and called qualified men are valuable to the church mm-hmm. in, in the role of pastor elder and so for us just based on our understanding of scripture and, and passages like this uh, again we don't have time to go into all the details of this passage but but um you know you, you have this idea of authoritative teaching mm-hmm. that one who is speaking on behalf of god from his word, empowered by the Spirit, to the congregation, uh, according to what we would read in this passage, that that is the role of that called, qualified man. And okay. so we come down on that issue, and that's what, that's what we say. So, so what?
0: So let's, let's let's back off a little bit. So what do we say? Women? How can women teach? You said they have the gift of teaching. What does that mean? What yeah, does that so look I like think if you again,
1: church? if you look. Over into Titus when we already reference this verse, okay, First Titus okay. two, um, or excuse me, not First Titus, I just First Timothy. When you look at Titus <laughs> yes. two, uh, Titus talks about you know women taking responsibility for the discipling of women mm-hmm. and helping them grow in Jesus. Uh, you know,
0: I, what about kids ministry? For absolutely, instance? Okay.
1: absolutely. And I think there are uh, tons of ways. I, what here is what I would say, right? Here, here's where it's clear. Every church is going to probably. Uh, be a little bit different in how they um, allow women to exercise that spiritual gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. And, and I think just what we see in Scripture here in in 1 in Timothy, even when we look at some other passages as well, I think what we see in, in Scripture is that what is reserved... Um, uh, for for qualified called men is that role of pastor teacher, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, so that one who is on the platform Sunday opening up the Word of God in the public proclamation of Scripture mm-hmm. that is reserved for called qualified men. Okay,
0: that makes That's
1: sense. That's reserved, right? So so all the other teaching I think churches are going to. Uh, kind of figure out, you know, in their context and based on their convictions, what, what, what they're going to allow or how they're going to use mm-hmm. women in the, the, the ministry of teaching. But what we can be clear on, I think from scripture is, is certainly that role of, of pastor teacher, the public proclamation from the platform week in, week out. That is again, reserved for called qualified men.
0: I remember the day women weren't even allowed to pray in church. Yeah. You know, well, but th- and that's the
1: thing, right? I mean, you, you look at like first Corinthians mm-hmm. you, and not only first Corinthians, but other places mm-hmm. in the new Testament. It's, it's clear that women are involved mm-hmm. in the I agree. worship service on Sunday mornings, of course. praying and publicly and uh, even prophesying. Of course. Uh, so you can go back and read first Corinthians and see some of that. It's it's what we're saying is reserved for men is again, this role of pastor teacher standing mm-hmm. before God's people preaching the Bible, and leading the local church. That's reserved for called qualified men.
0: Amen. Well, I know that that's some, a lot. Yeah. Some of you are going to have questions about that. Feel free to, to contact us. Email uh, Trey. I was going to say to Logan. Email Trey.
1: <laughs> Logan's not even here, so let's just email Logan. Yeah. I, yeah, give it on him. Anyway, I, I understand this is a sensitive issue and one that has been controversial, but again, it's, it's, it's trying to... Live out faithfully what we believe the Word of God is teaching.
0: Is there any way we could post? I know there's some good books about complementarianism uh, that we could kind of post. with. Yeah, our, we can put some of those uh, on our Facebook page. Just kind page of people give, give, give them absolutely, something to read. Okay. Absolutely. All right, Pastor. Well, thank you. This has been a great insight into how we deal with women in ministry and the impact that our ladies make in our lives. And I want to thank them from the bottom of yep. my heart for what they have done in my own life. Absolutely. So, Pastor, why don't you close us and get us ready for next week?
1: All right. I'm glad we got through that one. But I hope that was good and helpful for you. And I hope that you have learned something and helped you think through this a little bit. And, and if this is, has been helpful for you, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. You can have new content delivered to advice every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That always helps us get the word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.